This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside. Today on the State of Ukraine, the war causes a religious rift. I'm Greg Dixon. When Russia invaded Ukraine last year, Patriarch Kirill, the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, endorsed the move, telling Russian soldiers that those who die in Ukraine will, quote, spend eternity with God. The Russian church's stance has caused deep divides in Ukraine because millions of Ukrainians worship in churches tied to Moscow. NPR's Brian Mann tells us more. On an early autumn day, worshippers gather on a street in Ukraine's capital to sing and pray outside the gates of a vast, gold-domed monastery complex. Holding services here on the sidewalk is a form of protest. In March, this branch of the Orthodox faith, governed by the Moscow Patriarch since the 1600s, was kicked out of parts of the monastery complex they view as sacred. <laughs> Metropolitan Clement, a priest wearing a black robe and chest-length gray beard, is bristling with anger over their exile. He describes it as religious persecution. Our monks lived here from ancient times, he says. Clement is spokesman for the Moscow-affiliated church. He says many of his church's top leaders in Ukraine denounced Russia's invasion and took steps to minimize patriarchy Kirill's influence. But a few steps away, another group of Ukrainians gathers on the street. They carry their country's yellow and blue national flag. It's an angry counter-protest with people, including Alex Melnik, accusing the worshippers of disloyalty. We're at war with Russia, Melnik says. We are protesting against the Moscow church. But there are still roughly 10 thousand church parishes across Ukraine tied to the Moscow Patriarch, where people have worshipped for generations. Karen Nikiforov is one of millions of Orthodox Christians in Ukraine who attend those churches. He says they're caught between two worlds. I'm not proud of my church now, but I'm still there, you know, like believers often do. We are not ideal. Nikiforov studies religion and religious freedom in Kiev and describes himself as a patriotic Ukrainian. He says his church began a process to formally break with Moscow, but that effort stalled. It's half-half. It's not done. It's not full. Ukraine's government clearly views Orthodox clergy with ties to Moscow as a security threat. The country's intelligence service, the SBU, has been raiding Moscow-aligned churches and searching the homes of its top clergy in Ukraine. Earlier this year, the SBU released what they describe as a wiretap recording of a top Orthodox church official in Ukraine, Metropolitan Pavel, where he seems to be praising Russia's invasion. There are already Russian flags everywhere, and the people are happy, Pavel says. Another recording of an Orthodox church service in Kyiv appears to show worshippers celebrating Russia's aggression. Mother Russia is awakening, worshippers sang. Those recordings sparked outrage among Ukrainians who've seen their cities bombed by Russia and tens of thousands of Ukrainian soldiers killed or injured on the front lines, again with the blessing of the Russian Orthodox Church. 
But so far, only about 10% of church parishes in Ukraine with ties to the Moscow Patriarch have voted to cut their historic bonds and become fully independent. They are really, really believers, very strong in in their faith. Karen Nikiforov, the religious scholar, says he hopes Ukraine's government will find a way to arrest and prosecute Orthodox clergy who are actively aiding Moscow. But he also wants Ukraine to respect the faith of millions of Ukrainians, like himself, who want to go on worshipping as before. It's impossible to close or to destroy the biggest religious organization in Ukraine because people still will go to the underground churches. They still will go to the uh, rooms or to the houses. And this is very, very dangerous for Ukrainian state. Since independence in the 1990s, Ukraine has developed a tradition of religious tolerance. It's something people here talk about with pride. The president, Volodymyr Zelensky, is Jewish. Defense Minister Rustem Umarov is Muslim. But some Ukrainians say they do think it's time for Moscow-influenced churches to be banned outright. Mikhailo Omelian is a priest and a spokesman for a fully independent Ukrainian-governed branch of the Orthodox faith. Наші збройні сили України дуже вдало дають відсіч російському агресору. Our armed forces are repelling the Russian aggressor, Omelian says. But war will return as long as this collaborating Moscow church is here. This argument frightens and angers many believers. Outside the monastery, where worshippers and protesters face off, a man who calls himself Vladislav says he encounters growing bias from fellow Ukrainians because of his faith. He thinks their banishment from the lava is only the beginning. We're living in a country that's not free, and we can't be sure of our safety, he says. As this war grinds on, Ukrainian society is, in most ways, remarkably unified in opposition to Russia. But this question of faith and patriotism is clearly a fault line that won't be resolved easily. Metropolitan Pavel, one of the top leaders of Ukraine's Moscow allied church, remains under house arrest in Kyiv, awaiting trial on serious charges of disloyalty. Meanwhile, many of the worshippers here carry Pavel's photograph and describe him as a martyr of their church. Brian Mann, NPR News, Kyiv. Thanks for listening to The State of Ukraine from NPR News. We'll see you again soon. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Acorn TV. Acorn TV is brilliant television told brilliantly. From charmingly cozy mysteries to daringly dark dramas. Visit acorn.tv for a 30-day free trial with promo code NPR. Acorn TV. Brilliant. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the NPR Wine Club. NPR Wine Club members have contributed over $1.5 million to helping create a more informed public. B21. Join the charge at nprwineclub.org slash podcast.